seven boys in them are boys in them And all of them are parted in trees Stephanie's looking at the looking glass And Josephine's looking back at me The phantom's out in the alley some girl on the street Yeah, you seem to be confused And cause you thought it was death island Seven voices in my piano All of them on the scene None of them really mean Seven voices in my piano Josephine's death Thinking, talking, and laughing And maybe that makes me Seven voices on my piano And it's not all you'll see It's all part of Voice 
This is Van Lucker Ghost, and this is our continuing series of song deconstructions. We're talking about the song Seven Voices and They're Not Me, which is a song we wrote after we um, did some maintenance on our hardware workflow. Sometimes we take it down all of our sense and uh, recorders and mixers and reinstall everything. Uh, we did this song as a test to see if we had set up everything correctly. So last night we put together this song, Seven Voices in There, Not Me. This song introduces the voice of Stephanie Ann Windhover. And Stephanie is one of the three singers in Family Like a Ghost. We have The Phantom, we have Josephine, who's the primary lead singer, Josephine Electric. And then Stephanie is uh, on only one other track than this one. And then the ghost sings, you know, maybe 10, 12 family record ghost songs, we have the ghost singing. Uh, so the idea of this band is like we have these virtual characters that create the voice coders. And this song kind of discusses the fact that there are seven of them, but we only name check three of them in this particular song. And Stephanie, again, is the lead singer on this song, and she has a different voice uh, than what you've heard. It's a variation of uh, Josephine's voice going through the Roland uh, VTO3, Vocal Transformer. <clears throat> this song started with the Moog DFAM using the two VCOs on this uh, modular, semi-modular analog drum machine. It has no MIDI, and so everything is done through the eight-step sequencer uh, by changing the velocity and pitch dials per step and also changing the VCOs and the filters and the white noise that's applied uh, to the mix. And uh, this song started with a DFAM beat, and then later we added on top of it um, an 808 variation from the JDXI running through an Arteria Beatstep Pro to extend the patterns through the Arteria's chain pattern capability. You can extend the JDXI's uh, four-part capability uh, to be longer. Uh, so we did this song at a beats per minute, around 30 beats per minute, which we think is a good um, speed for sound painting, atmospheric type songs. And we've been doing it in the last year, a lot of sound paintings for the Dark Ghost Project, uh, Feelings of Love Usually Hurt, Phantom Black Knight. There's a lot of projects we're working on. This particular project kind of opens up the idea that there are seven voices that could be part of family like a ghost and we only name check again at three of them and this this is going to be the beginning of a, a series of songs that are going to go together and we're going to talk about that in future episodes uh who are the other four characters one of them was on our second album indigo menace and uh, anybody who signs up uh for our subscription service and pays the $4.99 or $9.99 level would be able to see who that character is if they get the album Indigo Menace, which is no longer available 
uh, as a download, but you can get on Amazon.com, Indigo Menace, My Family Like a Ghost. And it's our fourth character that you could hear uh, on that record. We, um, like I said, if you subscribe, you can get a copy. If you provide your address information to us, uh, you can connect with us on our Instagram, which is expansive underscore sound underscore experiments and send us a direct message after you uh, sign up. I think you can actually send us a voice memo through Anchor where you can provide us that information through voice memo. And um, there are other ways to connect to us on Family Liquid Ghost on Facebook. You can send us an instant message. You can send us a message on our SoundCloud on a particular song um, and just tell us if you're a subscriber, we can link it up. We'll figure out other ways how to connect, uh, but we are uh, looking for fan support so that we can do more uh, product reviews and song reviews and our series of interviews with indie artists. We are talking to Stefan Kidd, or Stefan Kidd, uh, Stefan actually, again, can we have some sound issues on, on uh, when we did our call last Wednesday? <clears throat> we got a brand new iPhone XS Match Max, and uh, we interviewed Kendra Black on Friday, and that worked pretty well. So we're re-interviewing him tonight, it's Monday, and uh, we're going to talk to him. It's October 8th at 8 p.m., and then we'll put it out on all the services. We're, we actually had done a song with uh, Steph, Stefan way back, and it's on one of his releases out there. And uh, we're going to talk about collaborating with him again, and that's part of what we like to do as uh, indie artists is talk, you know, talk to artists and also collab with them when we can. We've done collaborations with West Coast EDM producer All Control K, uh, New York City's Lonnie Clare, uh, again, Stefan Kidd. We did another one with uh, Metaflow, uh, Wounded Room, and we're hoping to do something with uh, the Bermuda Soul Duo, The Heritage. We're still working on that. Uh, so we're always in on, on the lookout to do um, any kind of collaboration with multiple genres introducing our expansive sound to those folks. Now, one of those things that we're talking about, like we're talking about product reviews, we have an OPZ from Teenage Engineering on order from Sweetwater that we'll get in uh, early November. And the OPZ is a, is a real revolution in, in capability. It's a micro workstation, similar to the OP1, but even smaller, the OP1 is somewhat looks like a toy, but it's not a toy. Uh, it, is, it is like a little mini workstation. Surround, it had its focus is a, is a virtual tape machine, and the virtual tape machine allows you to uh, create, you know, music surround following that tape machine, but it's not a sequencer. So the OPZ is the size of a remote, doesn't have a screen, but you can add a screen through iOS or. Or, or some kind of, um, you know, tablet or smartphone. But you don't really need it because it, it's a hardware synth that's like a knob per function, button per function system that uses LED colors to show you where you are or what you're on. And it has like four encoders for the LFO and the envelopes that are different colors. And the LEDs like flash in different colors to tell you what things mean and then things are symbolic and it has shift keys to jump to other things. But it actually has a keyboard you can play chords on, even though it's very small. And it's a 16-step um, 
sequencer workstation that has sound engines you can download through iOS and samples you can bring in. You can bring in your own samples and you can manipulate everything through the workflow. It's a Bluetooth um, MIDI device. It appears to have CV and has the ability to connect uh, through audio to your mixer or to USB mixers. And it, it allows you to record, like bedroom record, like lying on your bed, you know, or in an airplane seat or on a bus using Bluetooth headphones. You can record and create songs. It has a microphone built in. It's a very powerful machine. Um, Cuckoo has an awesome hour and a half um, review of how to use it. We'll probably keep put a link on here to that. Uh, it's a very inter interesting machine. And it, the Bluetooth MIDI... Uh, it's a very interesting um, format. I haven't really used it yet. I'm hoping the latency isn't bad. Um, I would like to see, and this segs into another thing, how the OPZ Bluetooth MIDI would link to <clears throat> the Roland um, uh, Axe Edge guitar. Because the Roland Axe Edge guitar has Bluetooth MIDI. And the question would be, could you pull in sounds from an OPZ into a, a Roland Axe Edge? Could that be cool? Because I'm looking to integrate both of these devices to do performances with a lighter footprint in terms of travel. And the Axe Edge could go into a small road case and get on the plane with me. And uh, the, the, the Teenage Engineering OPZ can fit in your pocket or in a little bag. Uh, it'd be easy to carry. Uh, and, uh, you know, my Euro rack could be on a doffer case, uh, if I had to travel, if I'm just going local, it can stay in the kind of limited case that it's like a bag that, um, Arturia created for it. So locally, if I'm driving around, you know, to a gig in Boston or New York, I don't need a road case for it, but the Arturia, um, I probably would switch to a doffer if I'm going to go like to to, to like uh, you know Burning Man or go out and do a, a big show in California or have to travel to Austin or something. The Doffer is an awesome case because it basically is a Euro rack built into an ATA flight case. So the idea is like if I can integrate the Axe, which you know I'm gonna get into the Axe now. Is the Roland Axe is um, been brought back? It was the classic guitar. For many years, there was a Moog guitar that was very interesting. It was paraphonic and it could be used as a polyphonic synth. Very powerful synth. It's really cool. Uh, had some aspects of it that were like the polymog in its structure. Uh, but the Roland Axe is the preeminent guitar. And it was out of production for a long time. People were going on eBay buying the old ones. Um, and now it's come back with a new four-part um, sound engine that's very impressive. It has a lot of power, two LFOs, multiple oscillators, all kinds of modulation options, lots of control options on the neck of this thing. They're assignable. Uh, it's a very fat sounding synth uh, for a digital synth. It's probably using the analog behavioral modeling technology that's in uh, the System 8. So it seems like it's an update of System 8 and it's an update of the JDXI kind of all rolled into one. Uh, as a performance synth. And one thing I that I want to talk about is like, is you're a synth player, you got a behind your stack, you're behind your keyboard, and you don't have the presence of a lead singer or a guitar lead player. Uh, and so it makes it hard 
hard for the audience to connect. Keith Emerson was able to kind of get around that in his dynamicism uh, of his performances. Stevie Wonder had such a presence. Billy Joe had a presence. Elton John had a presence. People could accept him just being on the piano. Even Ben Folds has a powerful presence. Uh, but traditionally in, in music, uh, you know, when you do shows, having the lead singer uh, being up front, Freddie Mercury, uh, you know, a Prince, Bruce Springsteen, having a traditional lead singer being up front has always been something that is guitar focused traditionally. And the guitar allows a, a keyboard player to have that kind of connection to the audience because you can get in front of the audience and move around and they can see you. Uh, and so the, this Roland Axe Edge is a is a great uh, thing for a lot of new art, a lot of artists to be able to get the keyboards up front. And we've been seeing lately with the resurgence of Moog and with um, sequential circuits or uh, Dave Smith's instruments, you know, the, a lot of the old sense uh, from back in the day, manufacturers are back in the front. Uh, due to electronica and EDM, there's a lot of uh, this electronic music overall is a big growth area and a lot of cool things happening. And another big uh, hallmark of that is the fact that Moog is bringing back their first analog polyphonic synth in over 30 years, the Moog 1, which has a lot to do with the Polymoog, uh, which could be heard on Prince's um, I Want to Be Your Lover and uh, Newman's Cars and craft work, classic songs. It's a very powerful, iconic scent that was polyphonic. It was divide down technology. So it wasn't like the memory mode, which was a, a fully polyphonic system, uh, but it wasn't up to what like the Jupiter 8 was, um, but it was a very awesome a attempt or, or it, it existed, but it wasn't so um, stable uh, that you didn't get to hear it on as many albums as a DX7 or a Jupiter. Just because the Jupiters and the DX7s and the Prophet 5s were a little more stable. But now with the modern technology, Moog has feels, in my opinion, that they can build a very stable, reliable polyphonic synth. And this looks like the monster of all polyphonic synths in that it's three timbral. It has three polyphonic synth engines, three VCOs, you know, 48 oscillators in unison on a 16 voice model uh, it is an eight thousand dollar beast however this is a um, flagship instrument designed for keyboardist though i'm sure that your rack modular synthesis would want it uh but it is a keyboardist keyboard that you know there haven't been a lot of great keyboards in the last 20 years created for key, uh, synth players other than what you see coming from profit um in terms of the the quality in my opinion i think profit has created very high quality uh sense and nord has too but this is you know somewhat of a custom instrument it's a very you know unique synth with a oak case and aluminum and it just looks amazing it looks like a reinterpretation of the polymog uh continuation of the style done on the voyagers and uh, just, you know, the ability to do CV, which if we look at the, the DSI profits, um, they don't have that, which I thought was always a problem. Uh, I know they're great machines, but I think they should have CV interfaces. This has CV, so you could connect it to the mother series. Um, 
And just another note for those of you who say the price is too much. I mean, Moog has provided the, the the mother 32 and the DFAM and the grandmother at very good price points for the, the bedroom you know, amateur home musician. This machine is geared toward professional musicians and studios. And it's, you know, it's also geared to anybody who's a great keyboardist that, that wants to have a full polyphonic keyboard. Because monophonic synths are great, but if you're a keyboard player, you want to play chords. And I think I talked about this before. Is like when you're writing a song, that's why you use a piano or use an organ to be able to get the voicings and to get the the, the intricacies and the the only thing thing that you can get from chord playing and playing two handed chords on a keyboard, create songs in a way that um, you know a guitar player plays on a real guitar. The, the ability to get those chords down and to get the structure of the sound down from the treble and the bass part is, you know, a hallmarks of why, you know, people use pianos to compose. And since they can do polyphony are really, you know, integral part of songwriting. And a lot of times we've been forced to use digital sense to get this, to get that song creating, you know, writing style, you know, using like a, a Roland DI or GI or Yamaha DX7s or, you know, chords. Uh, not that these are bad instruments, but having an analog polyphony, you know, having a full analog instrument that can do chords is a rare thing to have. We do have the Korg uh, Prologue um, 8 and 16 voice, but this machine is a totally different animal. Um, this machine, because of its three oscillators, its the ability to do three uh, Trimble, which means like three sense engines at the same time with sequencing and modulation, you know, four LFOs, uh, two filters, ladder filter and multi-mode filter. Like, um, Moog has really put in a lot of work. And I would think the development cost of building this thing is very high. Uh, the actual quality of the materials used is super high. You know, the build quality is like, it, this is a hand-built machine. And so in this way, you're going to have a very unique machine. And even within the range, there'll be little variations that make getting this machine very worthwhile. I think it's going to be a scent that 20, 30 years from now, people are going to be like, that's a classic, like a Jupiter, you know, like a Prophet 5, uh, like a dream machine from Yamaha. This is a great scent, you know, like the original mini modes from the 70s. It's going to be iconic. It's going to be a lot of people are going to want to have this machine so a little housekeeping again if you want to shoot us a message you know go on um, anchor and do a um, favorite and then you can send us a voice memo if you want to join us and give us your information and if you want to be a, a co-host um, you can be a co-host and we have our first uh, three albums on amazon.com uh, and those who subscribe to anchor on Anchor itself at the $4.99 and $9.99 level. We will get you one of those albums as supplies last. Uh, for those who subscribe for the year-long service, uh, that would be great if you do that. You help us go forward with more interviews and more product reviews and more touring. Uh, so you just uh, connect that way and send us a memo um, or information on your address and we'll get that to you. Uh, so. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you later.